This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Highway on my podcast with Rocky Mayur and Abhinandan. We're back. We're hungry. And we are heading to Gujarat with the two biggest men in Indian food and travel along with Prashant Sareen, director producer extraordinaire. Hi. Hello boys, good to see all of you again. Good to hear from you. And this is Highway on my podcast. As you have just been told, we are going to take you to the state of Gujarat, because wise men had told us, "Kuch din to Gujarat Gujarat And since we had twinkle, since we had twinkle toes and fleet-footed and light like the Gujarat desert wind, let's start with some dance here, because when you're in Gujarat, the merry dances all it should, it should all be about it. They're like the gazelle, the gazelle, the gazelles the of prancing Gujarat. gazelle of Gujarat, <laughs> or the wild ass. <laughs> Since you're the, you're the graceful travelers, we shall tell you we did this one episode which was a truly stunning, beautiful episode of the Garba, Dandia that we spent, which happened during our series in Baroda. And my, how beautiful was that? Come on, the dancer amongst us who's actually trained in classical ballet and actually wore a tutu, Mayur will tell us, Mayur, was that a memorable trip or what? It is still a shining beacon in my memory and not to a small part due to the lovely costume we wore. I hope you have photographs for the newsletter, Nico, because those, those, those costumes are, are fantastic. I mean, we were like ninja assassins. Nobody could see us unless we wanted them to. And then when they saw us, they saw us only very briefly because they were so blinded by our bright magnificence that they couldn't see again for a long time. Forget about the dance, just, just the looks. Amazing. Yeah, and you're mispronouncing it, Niku. He's not been trained for ballet. He's been trained for bhalle. Bhalle is something that you eat along with dahi. <laughs> <laughs> he's a trained bhalle dancer. But bhalle dance. I will say this before we, tell you, before we tell you what it's like. And I mean, you've heard about pub hopping and disco hopping and nightclub hopping. There is nothing quite as go- good as garba hopping. And I, w- I would highly recommend whenever this lockdown is over, in your life, you have to go to Baroda once for the Navratras and get yourself invited to the College of Art, Hanava, uh, yeah, it was College a, of Art, which is most exclusive. Correct. MS, MS College of Art. We went to the United Way Garba, where there were 42,000 dancers, which was incredible. And yeah, the College of Art, I don't know where you put the commas or where the division is. It could be it's, college. It's college of Art. College of Arts. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Depending on how much on you you had that day, it could be either College of Art or it could be College of Arts. But uh, either way, it's a lot of fun. That is like a really traditional garba at the College of Art. So which one are we starting with first? The big party or the small private party? Well, let's start with the small private party. And like the frenzy that the garba is, slowly, slowly you dance round and round like a dervish and you spin like a top wheel. Top it off with the big, big daddy one. Yes. Okay, so let's start. We started by going out into the market to buy costumes, which they don't make in Punjabi boy size in Gujarat. <laughs> because we went to 15 shops. <laughs> Before one guy said, Are you bed cover? Wala nikala, bed cover wala. <laughs> so they had made dance costumes out of bed covers. And now you know the secret of our dance costumes. So once you're looking beautifully green and orange, I mean, I, I think I had an orange one if I remember correctly. It had every color. So don't, don't try to think it was this color. It was every color that you can possibly imagine. Yeah. And you know, those Gujarati outfits, they are 
around the waist and then they just balloon out into these little skirt type things so rock and mute was that and the college of art you can only be invited if you are alumni or staff or if you are in that college and they have people watching from the main road and we felt very important that we could go in but we were told other than rock and mute none of you try to dance you just stay and shoot because this is very exclusive so you were allowed in because they thought rock and mute artists no probably <laughs> tv tv anchoring is one of the arts in ms college of art from from the that's, pablo picasso school of thought but listen that was that was a really that was fun it was really fantastic to watch all these kids and this was a completely acoustic one remember there were some people there they were playing the drums and then they would change the beat and uh, i don't know about rocky for me it was very scary because all the students there were like these young very slim light kids and they kept changing direction i was really scared i would trample one of them and then that would be the end of their life So I was not afraid you you might whack one of them <laughs> with the stick on their face. <laughs> no, no, I was more worried about like trampling on them. They were like really little man, and it would they were doing some really quick moves, and then suddenly yeah. the tempo would go up and the direction would change, and suddenly I'd see like eight people coming straight at me. It is a beautiful but, dance. Even the beat is such so catchy. I mean, it's just such yeah. a yeah. It yeah, just but, gets but in the mood. A lot of people in this country don't understand what the relevance or importance of Garba is. Weeks before the Navratri, which is the nine days of the festival of Navratri, where the goddess is prayed to in nine different forms. Weeks before, people start going to dance classes to learn how to do the Garba, and there are a few standard steps which are done to a few standard rhythms, and those rhythms are sung traditionally, modern, whatever. But whether you're Palguni Pathak or you're one of the traditional ones. the the one thing that's common is that the rhythm and the beats are the same and the dances are the same so there is complete coordination in all dancers they all know what they're doing there were only two dancers in the college of arts who didn't know what they were doing and they had sticks in their hand and one of them was mayur and for some reason somebody had told us garba hai iske liye dandiya dandi le jana bada zarurat hai dandiya wala dandiya so we had taken ones with little ball bearings in the middle Because you could do those quick maneuvers, like the like the drummers, like like Phil Collins used to do when he was. Yeah, but we are not built for speed. So while we were in this college, and the kids were moving around like whizzing dervishes and flies on honey, Mayur and I were like two elephants slowly backing up into a battle. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> but it truly is beautiful. I have to say this at least during you know the Navratri. I mean, it's so safe. At even back, you know, on these two wheelers, you have these young college students, school students in their backless cholis, which are really, really beautifully crafted with all sorts of embroidery on them, with their two dandies in their hands, zipping from one garba to the other. And uh, the food during that time is also very good. We'll move to the food, but let's quickly first tell you about the bigger one. After we did started off with the College of Art, then we went to this big one, which is the biggest garba there. and there you have these concentric circles of dancers and they're moving one is moving in one direction and another direction and rocky and mur were there and i would sit in the stand it's like basically the stadium is like the bullfighting so there's like clay in the middle where all the dancers are there and i was watching and every few minutes i'd see these guys come zip, zip. and i i was hoping that by to then the next the next round came and they appeared again they would still be standing and not have fallen on someone and caused a bit of stampede there so uh, how did you hold up was it tiring my yeah it was and listen please we must say this despite the fact that earlier in the day we'd gone somewhere to get some classes remember we went to this little building and the, the, the guy tried his best to give us some classes i i could have sworn i saw him crying on his wife's shoulder by the time we left and then when we were there we did the shot with this couple a really tall boy called i think his name was dharmesh or something and his wife 
and they'd won the last three years in a row. For the costume, yeah. He tried to show some moves and somehow nothing worked. Absolutely nothing worked. We were so busy looking good that we didn't feel it was important to dance really well. Did he make desperate calls to the organizers of those garbas that two very unwieldy people are going to land up there? Be careful. Well, <laughs> they might drop on somebody and kill them. You know, you guys always underestimate my ability and Mayur's ability to dance. We are, we are bringers of joy and happiness. Wherever we passed, everybody around us was laughing. Because, you know, imagine a circle of 1,000 people and every time they come past us, they start giggling. So you could actually tell where we are in the stadium by hearing the sounds of laughter coming from one place. Because we were the only one. There were, there were even like three, four foreigners who had learned the steps a few weeks before and they were gracefully wearing sarees and pajama kurtas and doing the little garba. We were the only two who didn't know what we were doing and we were trying our best. And if you've seen us trying our best at dancing, I can only tell you, it's, you know, it's, 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 I can't even give you a simile of it, but it's, it's like a monkey trying to do scuba underwater diving while running through hoops with dolphins. <laughs> Rubbish. This, this humility doesn't suit you. You shouldn't. I mean, after all, you did Kathakali, yeah, for God's sake. Don't forget. We were that. the dolphins. I'm talking about the other monkeys. <laughs> but with us. I'll tell you, these days, these days, one Netflix series that is really very popular yeah. called The Last Dance with Michael Jordan and that, that team of the Bulls. I will tell you, this deserves a documentary of its own. It was absolutely spectacular. <laughs> And I repeat, I have no idea that it was that grand, the Garba. So I highly recommend this as an experience. It's one of those things that you have to do in this lifetime. But I find it difficult to believe that people can have so much energy without a single drop of liquor in their, in their body. I mean, it seems kind of odd to me. I mean, Gujaratis mystify me for that reason. Well, one of the uh, sequences that we started, uh, there was some visarjan happening. I think it was during the Ratris only. That was in, in Porbandar. And there, I mean, we were out. Yeah, there they were drunk. Each in the outdoors and it still smelled like a distillery that decided to dump its whole... Uh, yes. Dump its whole, uh, what do you say? We'll tell you about... production the, in the ocean. The myth about the dry Gujarat when we get to Porbandar. Yeah, because, yeah. because Garba is like a family outing. It's like a really fun, relaxed, happy place where everybody is relaxed. Visarjan is like, uh, you know, war without actually fighting with anybody. But just basically dirt glancing each other and not letting anyone come in the way of your Ganpati when you're running down to the beach. So it's like one of those things that, you know, if you had a couple of tipples, then you are more convincing as you run down shouting, Ganpati Bappa Maurya! <laughs> and everybody gets out of your way because they're terrified. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's amazing more people don't die in our country with drowning because if you see, the, we've, just on I on my plate, otherwise, the number of different occasions where people partake of different intoxicants and then run charging into bodies of water, uh, whether it is uh, the Mahakumbh or it is uh, the stake boat races where we did it with the guys who were doing toddy or it's the Visarjan. It's, it's amazing yeah. the, the connection between like, let me get high and then let me go down for a dip. Mm, yeah, I don't know how they emerge. Well, we have 33 crore and about 10-12 other gods. So we have like 33 crore and 10. So, you know. So, it's a safe. very crowded Baywatch. Most of the time, one in four Indians has got a god sitting on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best watched in fast motion, not in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so that was our experience of the festivities. But Baroda has some amazing food as well. Prashant, why don't you tell us about some of your, because there's so much. Guys, again, I'm just apologizing right at the beginning before our Gujarati brothers and sisters say that you missed this, this. We have shot some six, seven episodes of various shows in Gujarat. So we will definitely miss out something or the other because that's 
six, that's about three and a half hours of programming for which you must have visited so many places which could make eight, 10 hours. We will miss some stuff out. Out of all our trips to Gujarat Prashant in Baroda, which are the experiences that you love most and were most memorable for you? I think in, uh, in uh, one thing that struck me was that the Gujaratis love their ice cream. I mean, wherever you go, they have ice cream parlors and they have ice cream and they have kulfi and so on. And there were a couple of kulfi places that we went to in Baroda, right? In Manik Bazar, we went to uh, uh, this place. But no, I think Manik, it wasn't Manik, Manik Chowk is in Ahmedabad. Ahmedabad, Ahmedabad. So yeah. we went. We went there to that Ashrafi Kulfi where they have this little coin sort of kulfi that yeah. they give you, which is a, 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 a sharfi, a sharfi kulfi. Ashar-fi. And then there's this Rajasthan kulfi house, which is so famous. I mean, we had to get in a line and, you know, it was, uh, it was extremely difficult to get our plates. We had to go over people's heads and, you know, sort of uh, grab our plates. Oh, was that the one with the long tubes? The long, long, long tubes exactly. of kulfi and with different flavors these... and you pull them out and slice them. Right, right, right. We got right. the rainbow colored ones. Right. Yeah, right. that's the Sri Rajasthan but, kulfi house. But the most amazing thing and actually it was very nice was the chicken that we had at that guy's place, that Jain chicken place, whatever that fellow's place was called. You remember in Baroda, we went into the side lane and we went to this place where he was making all these chicken tikkas and tandoori chicken and all. And then he told us about this whole concept yes. of Jain chicken. Puran Singh. Puran Singh. Puran Singh. Puran Singh. Puran Singh. Uh, I, I he was some ex-ITC chef or something like that. And we got there a little early while he was waiting. I will never forget because I have that video of me. I was sitting outside on this 350cc bullet. I was getting really bored and I don't know how to ride a bike. So you know, it's one of those times when you're just zoned out and you're dozing and you don't realize if anyone's watching you. And I was pretending like I'm riding a bike. <laughs> and Rocky was taking my videos slimily. <laughs> then he showed it to me. I was going demented. <laughs> pretending to ride a bike by its stage. Yeah. yeah, that's a nice video. But listen, that uh, actually that Puran Singh was, you know, he was a chef who used to work in different places all over the place until he started his own place. And he had this lovely kebab called the Anari kebab. I don't know if Very either, nice. either yeah. Prashant or Niku ate that kebab. I don't know. Mayut didn't eat it. But the mm-hmm. Anari kebab was, it was like a fresh pomegranate juice kind of marinated kebab. And it was quite remarkable. I mean, he was doing a great job there. It was like a five-star meal in like a roadside place. Pretty impressive. Yeah. And uh, and he was, like he told us, like a lot of people, you know, they they don't like to eat chicken and meet basically publicly. So they'll come by in their cars and they'll sit in the by lanes and then they'll give him a call. He'll prepare their preparation, whatever they want. And then a boy will take it and give it to them. And and the Jain chicken concept basically was that you have chicken, but without onion and garlic, you know, <laughs> I mean, because a lot, there, there are a lot of families stress on vegetarianism, but the younger generation yeah. wants to partake of meat. So they come and slimily, he delivers it to their car. But uh, Mayo, there was, of course, the... Yeah, there, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that hypocrisy, which is sort of very acceptable in uh, in a lot of places with food in Gujarat. And I don't know why there's so much hypocrisy there. I mean, if you eat meat and chicken, there's nothing wrong with it. Please go but ahead Rocky, and eat it. But, you know... It's, 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 basically, it's basically a very a practical thing to do here. I mean, otherwise you go home and you're reeking of onions. You get caught out, right? It takes only <laughs> one... I mean... So, uh, onion and garlic is a no-no no for that. I mean, yeah. I mean, so if you've had chicken, you don't smell, right? I mean, you you, you do realize there's three other people on this to- chat who are Punjabi. You don't say <laughs> reeking and onions in the same breath, okay? Use the pun, but no reeking and onions in the same breath. Onions don't reek. 
it's a beautiful aroma it yeah, is the smell of the gods but that toxic smell okay let me put it like that <laughs> well let's let, you know the truth is the truth is these days of drug abuse and sort of abuse of substances parents in punjab be damn happy if their kids came home reeking of onions and alcohol <laughs> चलो हमारा बेटा सिर्फ शराब पी रहा है कोई प्रॉब्लम नहीं है सब ठीक है अरे गुजरात इफ द किड्स आर ओनली कमिंग होम रीकिंग ऑफ अनियंस गिव देम अ ब्रेक मैन लेट देम ईट अनियंस यार लेट देम ईट अ बिट ऑफ मीट एवरी नाउ एंड देन एंड अल्कोहल इज इफ अल्कोहल यू नो अल्कोहल इज नॉट बैड फॉर यू आई मीन कम ऑन इट्स ऑल गुड आई मीन चिकन जस्ट स्मेल्स लाइक योर आर्मपिट ऑन द स्वेटी डे आई डोंट नो व्हाट चिकन यू बी रीडिंग मैन चिकन चिकन लेकिन आज वक्त आ गया हम सब कट रहे हैं लेकिन जिसके तू खाएगा वो शायद बच जाए जिसको मुझे खाएगा वो शायद सिर्फ घर जाके बदबू मचाए जो मुझे खाएगा वो घर जाके कोरोना फैलाएगा चिकन की मसाले वाले वहाँ खा क्या खाया था चीनी चीनी खाया था बट रॉकी दानी पीनी बाजार इन मानिक चौक वॉज लेट नाइट वन राइट they don't realize it that would this, be this right. is what carried us through <laughs> this is what carried us through highway on my plate and if we can talk like this without having a single drink or onions you can imagine what would have happened if you we were actually drunk <laughs> so badoda also has one legendary place called raju omelet center which truly has grown in fact it has grown before our eyes from the first time i went to badoda and saw raju omelet center to the last time i went to badoda and saw raju omelet center it has become much bigger and he each omelet takes about 1 kilo of butter tell us so when when we went from what i remember he had that giant tawa and it was actually a really nice visual because at the back remember he had these metal shelves and just crates and crates and crates of eggs of eggs and he yes. had five guys at the back who were like cutting slicing dicing chopping and supplying him and he had all these things going and he was putting 200 we calculated i think 250 300 grams of butter for like one serving of his scrambled eggs and and he had Three or four different uh, things that he was doing. Were, he was doing stuff with boiled eggs and then mashing them. He was doing an omelette. He was doing a scrambled. The only common factor was 250 to 300 grams of butter, which is for those of you listening, it's basically the the amul butter. Think of the big amul butter. You get half of that along with the 500 gram brick. Yeah. So it's that's that's a quarter of a kilo of butter along with five eggs. And then they say that food in America is cholesterol heavy. <laughs> No man this was it was absolutely incredible i mean for those of you who have never eaten at raju omelet he makes all kinds of eggs except omelets basically it's like <laughs> <laughs> basically it's oil a huge amount of butter like the like mayo said 250 grams a quarter of a kilo and then you know in goes onions and chilies and tomatoes and uh, garlic and turmeric and red chili powder and dhania powder and zeera powder and salt and kala namak and chaat masala and god knows what all goes into it and i don't even know what he does with it but every this whole pan which is like you know one of those dosa plates which is about 2 feet wide and about 3 feet long he's got 6 square foot of eggs just cooking at different places and there are five guys giving him things that he's throwing into each one and whipping up a different taste everywhere 
and it is incredible to watch and by the end of it he just ladles off these into these plates and passes them along with hot pow and butter and oh man is it good here i mean you know that is real street food it is horrible as far as health is concerned but so delicious <laughs> and so terrible and impossible to make at home because you wouldn't have the guts <laughs> to put to put that kind of ingredient into eggs here. <laughs> absolutely as far as the vegetarian breakfast go and the snacks Badoda has, I mean, Gujarat has some amazing places, guys. Gujarat has Badodra, Anand, Ahmedabad, Mandvi, Bhuj, Porbandar, Jamnagar, Rajkot, Surat, Baruch. We went everywhere. We may not be able to cover all of it, but when it comes to Badoda, I mean, I remember. We'll come to that later. Uh, I remember Mayur really enjoyed it. I know I did mm. in uh, Porbandar, that vegetarian thali. But mm. did Baroda have any really memorable places as far as uh, Gujarati thalis go? Thalis, uh, I, I don't remember. They, we, we, it was our first experience of like eating khaman in Gujarat. We had at that Das Surti khaman wala. Yes. Where, where like he had those round tables outside and he was very famous. And then we had the dokla, the khandvi. Then he had that khaman tamtam, which was spicy rasam. Uh, he added the patra. And we stood outside and, at, at, and every time we've gone back there, we visited that place. I was like, really fantastic. We tried Khaman, but we didn't try, not, not that I can remember, we didn't try any thalis there. We had done thalis everywhere, so we took a call not to do thalis in Vadodara. What we did was the Save Usal, the Mahakali right. Save Usal. I don't know if you guys remember it, but it was legendary. Oh, yeah. It was near the bus stand and he'd got a new place and he took us there. And oh my God, the Save Usal is just stunning here. If you haven't eaten uh, Save Usal from Vadodara, then you really need to get down there and eat it. And Mahakali is pretty good. Though now there are a couple of really good new ones. But uh, that was pretty wicked. And Sevosal is like a... How would you come on, Mayur? You define it. It's vegetarian food. I don't want to get into it. Potato and pea, <laughs> potato and pea soup. Reduced potato and pea soup curry. Then with, with sweet and sour chutney. And then they put the save on top. So it's 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 like missile, but it's... it's and also, they give a pow along with it, right? Yeah. And then you get a pow with lots of makhan on it. I remember and this place. Spicy. This place was along the wall of the bus stand. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was basically a very temporary kind of a setup that he had there. But it was rocking. Yeah. I mean, there were like people at virtually every every eating, you know, point that he had yeah. available. Everyone was sort of there and digging in. And he it was five it or was, six, five or six each. I remember. And he would what top it with some spicy oil. Yeah. yeah, he was, he was yeah. topping it with some spicy oil also. Oil, garlic oil. Yeah. yeah, and if you went home, if you go home smelling of that, nobody would mind because that is like good stuff and it was really, really nice. nice. So, but that is Baroda. I think we've covered Baroda there, but the dance was incredible. Yes. Uh, another thing that we should mention is, you know, at the festival, when they have the Navratri, they have some special foods at the festival itself. Yeah, yeah. Papri no lot. Yeah. Papri so, no papri lot. lot is like made in every home by these housewives. It's like a sort of rice flour kind of dumpling spiced with, you know, zira and ajwain and green chili paste. And it's eaten with like this chutney. And uh, it's served piping hot. And all of them make a fresh batch and they step out on the road. And everybody is buying it. And so, you know, it's like a wonderful thing to see. The whole city is in a state of celebration. And everybody is buying clothes and dancing. And there's a lot of excitement in the area. So, so I intend to go back for Navratri at least once or twice more. Though last I heard, they were not allowing... Non-Hindus to get in. So, I don't know if atheists can go in or I don't know if that's a lie. <laughs> Does any of you know if that has happened? Well, we'll find out. Let's see when we hit the road again. We shall yeah. go. One, one, one thing we must not leave Vadodara or Baroda without mentioning is that we went to the place which claimed to have invented the Bakarwadi. Yes. The we guy who is grandfather. Uh, Farsan. And then yes. 
he actually let us go into the place where they were making and stuff. Remember the flows are like really greasy. We were doing the moonwalk and we were doing like the yes. sliding and we sat and then they made that pancake and then he was putting coconut and jaggery and a whole bunch of spices and then rolling them up. So those of you who know Bhakar Wadi know what it must be like, but it's this round patod type thing that you make. Yeah. We, we, shot, we shot the making of it at the place that claims to have invented the Bhakar Wadi. But yeah, basically it's like a thin, you know, it's like a thin roti. They, they make a thin roti of besan and onto this roti, you know, they put the stuffing of coconut, sort of coconut jaggery, host of spices, uh, which is which are like really spicy. So it has that khatta meter taste. And then it's rolled up into a tube and then it's cut into little round And deep things. fried. And you know, it has, it has the design of the spiral inside and then it's deep fried. And oh boy, is it good here. Oh, so if any of you get the fresh bakarwari and you get the dried stuff, which is nice, it's okay, it's not a big deal. But if you get the fresh, wet stuff, oh my God, that is to die for here. It's like still my favorite uh, sort of chakna when I have my lassi in the evening. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, you didn't say when I have my whiskey in the evening. Good boy. Lovely. That would be silly. Uh, even I have lassi in the evening. <laughs> whiskey and onions. My mother would never let me into the house. I always <laughs> come home smelling of lassi and honey. <laughs> Reeking <laughs> of. And bakarwadi. And last year, we went to the museum where they had the that 71-foot statue of the blue whale. Are a statue, not skeleton. Oh, yeah, sorry, statue, not skeleton. Uh, and then they also but had it a, was, a. It was still. It was still because it was not alive. Yeah. <laughs> but what I remember most from that is the, the interesting fact that when you look at the skull of the blue whale, the blue whale uh, it can eat like I think five or six tons uh, of krill and everything at one shot. The mouth of the blue whale extends from the tip of the snout till the belly button. Yeah. What? Uh, that's yeah, man. It's, the, yeah. it's all mouth. When it opens the mouth, the jaw, the joint is way back into the body. So when it actually opens its mouth, half its bloody mouth, half its body is open. Yeah. Yeah. Prashant yeah. is sitting there. So it has a like, big mouth. It's recorded. We saw the skeleton. So why was it there? Because it is, likes to eat like so much and Gujaratis love their food and their snacks and their... <laughs> they eat something them. or the other all day long. No, you find them off the coach of Gujarat and it had got stranded. At, I think it came up a river. They had a sign there that said, it oh. was a female. It was 71 feet long. It came up the river and got stranded. And they also had uh, um, either a mastodon or a woolly mammoth uh, skull there, uh, complete with the with the giant tusks. Yeah, Gujarat is a place where you'll find a lot of. Uh, I mean, the Rajasaurus skeleton was found there, which is the largest sort of predatory, bigger than the T Rex. It's a predatory dinosaur, and a whole bunch of stuff. In fact, I have quite a few uh, fossils that I've collected from Gujarat while walking around in the run of Kutch uh, and these areas while doing my birding. So Gujarat is famous for all this stuff, but but I mean, of course, these are recent. The blue whale is only happened like 40, 50 years ago and uh, very familiar. I know a lot of people with mouths that big, very, very large. <laughs> and of course, you know, the, the <laughs> blue whale is... Most of them are Yeah. <laughs> and the, the blue whale is a meat eater, yeah. So, you know, it's not vegetarian. So, I don't know why they've got a statue of it in Gujarat. But obviously, it's, it's a beautiful animal, yeah. And we're lucky. We have blue whales. In fact, you should know this. We have blue whales. We have whale sharks. And they come off the coast of India and go all the way down to Sri Lanka around when they're migrating. And these are the two most common whales we have, albeit we have others as well. So India's In Kakinada, you recall, we when we went to that early morning fish market. Yeah, the sharks, yeah. Yeah, there was a whale shark there, right? Oh, that's incredible. They just yeah. pulled one out. Yeah. Now we'll head from Ahmedabad, sorry, from Baroda to Ahmedabad. But like I told you in an earlier podcast, how highways are changing in this country. Out of the several times we went there, the first time when we went from Ahmedabad to Gujarat, from Baroda to Ahmedabad, there wasn't that expressway which 
came up a few years later and you can just zip straight. It's really quick. It's really fast. But then you miss out stopping at many of the other places. And one of my favorite places that we stopped at was just near Anand. And that didn't have your typical Gujarati food. It, uh, it had Kathiawadi, I think is what they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah Kathiawadi. Uh, just near Anand. So before we get to Ahmedabad, we shall take a detour to Anand. If you guys are doing that drive, don't take the expressway. Take the old highway and go via Anand. So tell us about that uh, that that dish. Who remembers that Kathiawadi dish? It was called the Hotel Umia Kathiawadi. Umia Kathiawadi. That was the first time we tasted Kathiawadi food on the show. And it was just by the highway. And Piche, it was like open sort of kitchen with lots of wood chulas going. Yeah, man. And they had, they had saved tomato. They had ringra. And they had all the rotlas. And then we went and shot at the back. And all with that beautiful, nice, characteristic, smoky taste that you'll get in a lot of Kathiawadi food. The interesting thing was you walk through that through the kitchen to get to the place where you sit Correct. down and eat, right? So it's a good the strategy. Was all up front. Yeah. Good strategy. You get the taste buds and all going. Actually, maybe they should reverse that in modern day restaurants also. That's First you enter through the kitchen. And, it's a dramatic yeah. visual. It's really it was a very beautiful kitchen because they had these raised buds of earth coming off the ground. They were like little shelves of earth. And there was a hollow in there where the coals and the fire was, firewood was, and these big cauldrons on top that were just bubbling away with all this delicious food. And as soon as you walked in, that smell just hit you and made you so hungry. And then you walked through the kitchen and you came to the seating area. And in fact, we went back there again after about three years, four years of going there for the first time. And the place had become huge. They've got a massive shed there in the back now where they can seat like a hundred people. When we had gone, it was a much smaller place. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So Anand also has many other restaurants. If you want to talk about the Matla chicken, Brocky, you can tell us about the Matla chicken before we move out of Anand. But... Briefly, I just want to talk about, we went to one of the Amul factories. Uh, Anand is the birthplace where Amul was born. It's a cooperative, I believe one of the largest in the world, where they take care of millions of liters of milk, where butter is made, lassi is made, ye, wo, tuta. And we had a fantastic day of shooting there. You're all familiar with Amul, so I won't get into what it tastes like. But Anand is, is where it started and we went to that mammoth factory and they have many such factories across Gujarat. So what was the... And there was a Sasuji no Hondwa hotel or whatever. Yeah, it was, yeah Sasuji no Hondwo. But before we do that, I mean, a lot of you, you know, you know about uh, Mr. Kurian and how incredible he was and how he sort of helped bring about the white revolution with milk and in making India the largest milk producer on the planet. But, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know this. And it was one of uh, Sadar Patel's ideas, you know, another great idea by a great man to come up with this sort of cooperative. And then, you know, he brought Kurian into the whole thing. And that's where the Anand Milk Scheme started. And what a great gift it's been for this country. I mean, it's a cooperative, you know, money to families, money to women in small villages, empowerment, education. It was just a brilliant, brilliant concept. And, you know, kudos to everybody involved with Anand and running it. I just hope it continues. No, it probably will. In fact, it seems these days during the lockdown and the economy going south in a big way, when I watch television news channels, the only product or company that is advertising across channels Amul. So clearly they are not running out of money because everybody needs milk products. Yeah, well done, man. Well done. That's good news indeed. That ad was really funny. Did you do you remember the ad that they did? Because Amul has always been famous for like doing very situational and contextual ads. And do you remember the ad they did? They had these people coming down from the aircraft saying Vuha se yaha le aaye. Right. Amul girl. That's like when they were, yeah, when they were, when, when all this was happening, one day I just, I got curious. I said, look, everyone's focusing on this and all. I bet Amul has an ad for it. And then, then I went and checked. But you also remember that we did a whole rap because at yes. another stage we were passing through uh, Anand 
or I don't know if it was that same journey and it was Dr. Korean's birthday or his death yes, anniversary and we and stopped by the rap. side of the road and we did that rap. God bless Korean and God bless his ilk for oceans and oceans and oceans, oceans of milk. milk. Yeah. Uh, Prashant, did you have this matla chicken in Anand? I don't remember. No, it. no. The, the one but, time that I went uh, to Anand was when we went to that Kathiawadi place. But yeah. that wasn't the time that we went to this matla chicken. No, this was, we were looking for a restaurant. We were looking for a nice restaurant and somebody told us that there's a place called the Hungry Restaurant that makes really nice matla chicken. Mm. And when we walked in, it had this sort of jungle theme. You know, there were like fiberglass monkeys on the roof and there were African <laughs> warriors outside. So we were like really worried for a little bit. But when we went in, they have this really nice matla chicken, which is like a whole chicken. They marinate it in hung curd and garlic bulbs and you know, then it's wrapped with jute cloth and it's put inside a pot or a matla. It was quite a fancy place. This is, it was yeah. a fancy place yes. and the matla chicken was cooking in the back in this large ground thing. And there were holes and fires all over where there were different matkas were buried. Because they're buried in the ground and they make a fire over it and that's how it's cooked here. Yeah. I remember. So what, the chicken was in the matka? Yeah. They so, marinated it and put it in the matka so they, and so they, it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they marinated with like chilies and onions and hunkered and spices and garlic bulbs. And, you know, then they'll wrap it and put it in a jute cloth. And oh, then they'll it's put a it non-chain chicken. Yeah, then they'll put salt inside. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then they'll put salt inside the matka, uh, sand inside the matka. Stuff uh-huh. the the wrapping inside, cover it completely with dirt, seal the matka with clay and put it under a fire and let it cook for like 6 hours, 8 hours, 10 hours. Sounds really tasty. Yeah. It, it was quite tasty. I mean, the jute gives it a particular sort of flavor, which yeah. which is really unique. So, you know, we had that. But I remember clearly, Rocky definitely um, didn't put it as high as the Kot Kapura chicken. The, the... No, because the, like I said, the jute gives it a very sort of... You know, it, it takes away a lot from the meaty flavor of the thing. It gives it a very sort of strange flavor. Juti flavor. Juti. This smells and tastes like juti. Juti. <laughs> so guys, you want to tell me something more from Anand? Can Prashant turn the car towards Ahmedabad now? No, there was Sasuji no Hanwo. Mayur, you remember anything about it? Yeah, we, we sat, uh, it, we were invited. This was on our home fans episode. So one of our fans, I uh, forget his name, he, he'd taken us there. If you're listening, very sorry. Maybe it was Dharmesh Papaya, I don't know. And we sat on these plastic stools outside. This was oh, this right. thing with a wire. Yes. And, they, and they gave us that handwo, which is uh, they basically they mix rice paste, lentil paste, and they kadukas loki. And then they ferment it and then they steam it. And then they mix it with bundi and gatia and they put a whole bunch of spices and stuff in it. And then we sat there and we ate and he was the one that told us to go to the hungry restaurant. And I remember this young man very well because he came wearing a t-shirt with yours. Correct. Your, your, you guys, it had Rocky and Mayur on His t-shirt had Rocky and Mayur on it. Correct. Yes, I remember this young man. Yeah. Gujarat is fascinating for the variety that they put out here. Oh man. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really, really quite, quite amazing. And especially people coming from the north who think that if you're not eating non-vegetarian, then what is the choice? You have aloo, gobi, bengan, you know, but they just... I mean, they'll make bangan also six different types. They'll make loki. They'll turn that into some yeah. unique and thing. thing it's just amazing. Yeah. Every restaurant or one of these places that serve thalis you go to, the free achars and the little things that they have, there's so many varieties of it. Yeah. And this whole myth that Gujarati food is sweet is exactly that, a myth. Because there is no Gujarati food. There's the Kathiawadi. There is the, I'm forgetting now, which are the three regions. Kachi, Kachi, the Gujaratawadi. Yeah. So, Ahmedabad, I would just like to start off with one place where I loved, I, I wonder if it still survives. I, much as I have faith in the human being and us as a species as being good people, there's a place called the Seva Cafe in Ahmedabad mm. where you come and eat 
and you leave as much as you think you can afford. I mean, they, there's no bill is put in front of you. And in fact, there's a sanduk there. There's like this little trunk where if you need money, you take it out. And we ask these guys that, you know, don't people come and say, I'm crying any. He says, people come, but after a while, we don't say anything to them, but their own guilt gets the better of them. And then when they start doing well, they give money. So I, I wonder if it's still there. I mean, it was there I, I hope so. four or five years. I hope so, because it was, what was wonderful about it was not only was it just that the food where they give you an envelope at the end and say play, the whole place was founded and is still, when we were there, was all run by volunteers. Yeah. So scooter rickshaw gentleman, uh, the guy who was a scooter rickshaw driver, there were like uh, chefs from different uh, restaurants, college students. So like whoever, whoever could make something and bring it, would bring it and volunteer and then they would serve it. And whatever was on the menu was basically what everybody brought. Wonderful, wonderful idea. And yes, you're right. I, I, I hope it. I hope it exists. It's yeah, so it was in Shoppers Plaza 1 and 3, which was on CG Road in Ahmedabad. And I distinctly remember it because I was completely moved here. So not only does it have, have volunteers and not only do they just do a different thing to cook every time, anybody is welcome. And at the end, you're given an envelope and you don't have to return it to anyone. You just close that envelope and put it inside a tray. So nobody knows who's left how much money. And you can put in as much money in the envelope as you like. So you can put in one rupee or a hundred rupees or a thousand or a lakh. Nobody will know who's done it. So it is truly a way of giving back to people who need it more. And I remember there was this guy who said, I'm here every day. And he was an auto guy who didn't yeah. have any money and he couldn't get things together and he couldn't get his life started. And then people over there just sort of collected and saved money and got him an auto. And he was so grateful that he said, I'm going to spend the rest of my life serving people over here. So Seva Cafe is about serving and Seva. And that is why it really touched my heart. I mean, I, I think I left like half the money I had in my wallet. And before you guys make a joke, it was like four figures. Okay. So don't, don't. Oh. <laughs> I said, 12, Rich man. Four figures. One, two, three, six. <laughs> Their concept was it forward. So basically you were not paying for your meal. You were donating in an envelope to pay for the next person's meal because like right. you said, anybody could come and eat even if you couldn't afford it. So you weren't paying for your meal. You were paying for whoever came and wanted a, yeah. wanted a meal. And what, I, think wonderful I think it's still I around. I think it's still around. I think these so. kind of places can only work if the person running the place is completely sincere about what they're doing. No? And they were I mean, sincere. I, if, I think... if, if they're fake, I mean, then it'll, it won't last. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. will... Yeah. So it's, uh, and I mean, they'll always get people like you, who, you know, I paid 12 rupees, 36 pesa more than each one of you. But um, it was, uh, apart from <laughs> the jokes apart, it, it was really, I mean, it, it really sort of makes you a better person just going to that cafe and eating there. And the food is really not, you know, relevant. I, so I'm not going to say whether it was good or bad. It's just really food made with a lot of love and a lot of heart. So everybody must go there. I mean, if you're hearing this and you're ever in Ahmedabad, Please go to Seva Cafe and check it out. And you would give whatever money you feel like. And what else was there in Ahmedabad? I remember it was not as traditional as the other places in Gujarat that you went to. Mm. So quickly, let's wind this up. Batyar Gali, that Rocky can talk about meat central, Batyar Gali. Yeah, so the Batyars were sort of these guys who used to cook the food for the weddings, for weddings and big, big uh, gatherings. And the Batyars set up their little shops in this gully called the Batyar Gali where you can go and try food. They would make it every day sort of to sample the wares of what you could eat. And we walked in there and oh man, there were so many of them serving such delicious food. I mean, remember, I don't know if you guys remember the Bera Samosa. It was like this yeah. mutton masala min samosa. You remember that? It was brilliant. Yeah. And then there was this little chicken, like the dana chicken, yeah, which had these little uh, 
know, like a crunchy exterior, uh, you know, and it was sold by the kilo. And then once you walked in, I mean, it went berserk. For those of you who think that there's not too much meat and non-vegetarian food in Gujarat, go to the Bhatiar Gali and walk down, man. It is a paradise for meat lovers. And totally floored me the kind of variety and spices they had. And of course, very traditional Mughlai, very heavy, beautiful flavors, sharp meats, uh, delectable. Uh, completely blown away. With I, I was completely blown away. We spent like the whole evening there. I think we didn't even go back to the hotel. I was there till like 11 o'clock, starting at 6. There are two other very notable places in Ahmedabad, which hmm. unfortunately I didn't have the opportunity to go with you guys when you know you were shooting there. But I went when I was traveling a little more luxuriously. There's a uh, rest- <laughs> there's a restaurant called Agashie. <laughs> it is just amazing, yeah. outstanding place. And the meal that you get there and the variety that you get there. And it's, it's, I mean, you really get to appreciate the depth of flavor and, you know, the cuisine that Gujarat has to offer. And yeah, Rocky and I beaten, it's that, it's the house of MG. They have that beautiful yeah, right, silver right. thali. Up, up on the ceiling, uh, up yeah. on the roof, rooftop Correct. they have this. And on the ground and, floor on the right, they have a cafe where you can get yeah. like more modern food. And, stuff. and not far from that is this other most spectacular place called the Siddhi Saeed Mosque. Have you seen the pictures? It's like... It is the most beautiful and the most delicate filigree work that you can ever see etched out in stone. The famous Jalis, they're called. The, the Jalis. Jalis. The Jalis. That's it is just an incredible piece of work. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done an early morning shoot that's really stunningly beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ahmedabad, they had a lot of architecture. We, I don't know if you guys remember, you will, once we discuss it. We did a sequence once where we were standing and Rocky and I are rocking from one side to other side and the camera is tilting. Because we went to this place called the Bibika Masjid, which was famous because right. they had the, those two minarets. Yeah, the minarets would sway. The, they would sway and, and then we were laughing about it uh, because we were like swaying, 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 swaying. And they said, then they're not complete. One of them was ha- was lopped off at the top because apparently the British took it apart to see why it would sway. Assholes. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so then Rocky oh, was like, yeah, that's a really good idea. And you know what? Uh, let's deface national treasures. Incidentally, the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth, she's a national treasure. <laughs> you have to talk about the Das Surti Khamanwala. It changed my life. Oh. Because I went there and that was the first time I ate Khaman right. and Dhokla and Farsan like that. All of us were lying on the floor in stunned silence. Even you, Abhinandan. Yes. And was he the guy who had the gold chain and the Jatak shirt? Am I mixing up people as usual? No, no, no. This No, that gold chain one was in Surat. We had gone to one place in Surat also. That was Jani Farsan. Jani, Jani Farsan, Valay Lodhe. Yeah, What was this guy like? Just very, very Patla Dubla, sweet Gujarati boy. Yeah, no, I, I ate like a pig, man. I remember Gujarat was one place where I really enjoyed the food. Yeah, but Das Surti Khamanwala is one of those incredible places. And remember, if it's if it's got uh, if it's rice, then it's Dhokla. And if it's chane ki dal, then it's khaman. Khaman. And that was what he told us. So all doglas are rice and not khaman. And all chane ki dal is khaman and not not dhokla. And now you know this, but there were some incredible preparations like these little khaman tumtums that he was making. Or Mm. the, you know, plain khaman or this sort of khandvi, the sandwich dhokla, the Chinese samosa. The patra. 
the patras. There were some unbelievable snacks there. And Mayur and I have gone back there twice and it's been just as good every time. Abhi, earlier in this podcast, I spoke about because I thought it was in Vadodara. So when Nikwa, she said, breakfast beza, Allah, wo das surti khamanta, unforgettable, we'll never forget it. So what if we get the city completely wrong? <laughs> Mayur, you have been afflicted by my disease. Welcome to old, old man's club where I keep mixing up cities. But uh, so before I go to Porbandar, which is the birthplace of my favorite human being ever, Mahatma Gandhi, Bapu, as I like to call him. One of the most spectacular sights I've seen, it was somewhere along the highway, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I think it was a highway from, when you're going from Bhuj to Porbandar. Flamingos, as far as the eye can see, pink as hell. I had no idea that I could see so many in one shot. And it wasn't we had planned for it. We were just heading out on the highway early morning. And suddenly on the right, we see these shallow waters. And just flamingos and flamingos and flamingos, man. And what beautiful photographs we have of that sequence, man. Which will be included in the newsletter. So if you want to subscribe to the newsletter, there's a link wherever you're listening to this podcast from. You click on that link and fill in the details that on the form that pops up. And you'll sign on to the newsletter, which will give you little trivia and photographs of all that we speak about. And we can also send you the old ones in case you've missed those. Are, so, I thought you were going to talk about the, that crazy side because when we drove out of Ahmedabad, was when we saw that giant Ghatotka's head peeping out at us oh, over the wall. Oh, okay. I have lovely yeah. that also. And, yes. and then we went and we went and spoke to the guy who was making, we said he was making it for an amusement park. Right. And then true to style, we said, Dekho, he's vegetarian because he was like, there was a plant growing where his mouth was. Yes. And we fed him masala papad. <laughs> he got a big masala papad and white onion and we were feeding the statue of Ghatotka's the masala okay. papad. Yes. Uh, we have some really nice pictures there of you guys. Yeah, so that that was there. And then when we got out of there, we'd also stopped the, right past the tolls. These women were selling all those fresh amrood there. We, we stopped, we got popo amrood each and we stood there and we ate the best amrood I've ever eaten in my life here. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was brilliant. But you know, poor Bandar, the reason why there are so many birds is, I mean, this is really tragic. I don't know whether to laugh at it or cry at it. But basically, there is a poor Bandar bird sanctuary right there. And it is inside the city of poor Bandar. So basically, somebody must have gone there and seen like 5 million birds sitting and said, se birds shuru hai, pe hai, make this a sanctuary. So it is a one square kilometer sanctuary. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> really? That is that could be a hundred meters by hundred meters if you if you really do the if you do the maths. But it was made a sanctuary in 88. And you know, it has things like you know, avocets, coots, cormorants, bitterns, stalks, ibis, whistling teeth, gulls. I mean, and of course, thousands and thousands of flamingos because they breed in Gujarat. The lesser and greater flamingo, the two that are found in India, both of them breed in Gujarat. The greater flamingo has a yellow eye. The lesser flamingo has a red eye. I could go on and give you a lot of details about flamingos. But rest assured to say that these are white birds, you know, like spoonbills, flamingos. These are white. And then they start eating this, these little sort of prawns that grow in the saline water that they live in which are rich in carotene, which is a red substance. And that carotene gets deposited in their feathers and becomes pink. So that is why when you see young flamingos, they're white. And as they get older and they deposit more and more carotene, they'll start becoming pink and pink and redder and redder. So now you all know, flamingos are not pink, they're white, but they turn pink slowly. Carotene is the same thing which is in carrots. The same thing in QL, yeah. It's <laughs> in carrots also. quickly, hop back to Now I know why kids in Ahmedabad don't go back home smelling of garlic and ginger and onions. Because they go why? to that place that we went to, that Q-land pan, where the guy was making that pan, where he set the pan on fire. And then puts it in your mouth. Puts the flaming pan in your mouth. 
Uh, and if you, you breathe, I mean, then it'll burn your lungs. Right. And the corona can also burn. Right. Nobody <laughs> died and nobody smelled the onion and garlic on, on our breads also. So. <laughs> uh, but back to Porbandar. Porbandar has uh, one of our favorite meals, Niku. The yes, Gayatri exactly. Paranta house we went exactly. to. Exactly. That was a phenomenal meal. It was yeah. a really nondescript little place. Yeah. But we started the Porbandar episode on the beach. And it was really windy, I remember. And I have a lovely photograph of Rocky picking me up on his shoulder. <laughs> as, as the breeze was trying to whisk me away. But before we went to eat there, we went to a fish market. Oh, yeah. And Rocky, I misidentified a fish. It was a cuttlefish and he called it a squid or a squid. He called it a cuttlefish. Correct, correct. The name. There were those weird looking fish over there. It's yeah. a big ass fish market. So those of you who have this myth of Gujarat veg, this fish market had more varieties of fish than I know existed. And then you enter the back and they were packing these fish to export and fly to various parts of the country, including various parts of Gujarat. And after that, because Rocky had handled all these strange looking eels and round looking fish and all these smelly then when he went to this farata house for lunch he was walking around with his hands like this saying i have to wash up before i eat any yeah. <laughs> he had all the slime of 100 varieties of sea creatures on his hands yeah they, i mean that market was do you remember what all they had they had black tip reef sharks they had hammerheads they had cuttlefish they had uh, the, we went and met this one guy. He took us to his back area also. They had they were the air bladder of the long eel or eel. Yeah. They said is very expensive. Yeah, they had like 40, 50 different types. And they had, of course, the in the grand old tradition of fishing places everywhere. The men do the fishing. They come back early in the morning. They hand the fish over to the women. They go off to drink for breakfast. And then all you have is hardcore women. They were nothing, they were nothing compared to the fisherwomen of Kakinara. That's true. Oh, man. They were polite little angels. So well. all those abuses they gave to your mothers and sisters, that was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but but I was so impressed with, with the Porbandar fisheries. I mean, it's like a huge fishing area. And we went in and there was I was astounded because every four or five minutes a truck would back up and then just overturn like a whole truckload of a variety of fish, like a big pile of fish. And about 20 people would go to town separating each fish and putting it in different piles. And then within five minutes, they'd clear away one ton of fish and then another ton would be dumped and then another and another. And while we were there, I think seven or eight trucks came and went. So that is a really, really rich area for fishing. Traditionally, very, very famous. The whole coast of Gujarat, in fact, is very famous for the kind of fish that they get from the Arabian Sea and all. And is brought there at Porbandar, separated and then sent out all over the country. So if you're eating fish anywhere in, in on the western side of India, north or south, chances are that it may have come from Porbandar. Yes. I wonder how they launch their boats because that coast is so rough. The so waves rough are like huge. Man. And they come crashing into those uh, stone walls yeah. of the city. It's, yeah, uh, I mean, there are some places, you know, place like, like near Jamnagar, there's a place where the water recedes for several uh, kilometers, not just like a hundred, mm. you know, 20, 30 yards on low tide, high tide. So there are ways to get past that. I mean, I think the water here goes back like three or four kilometers. I don't remember the place exactly, but it's a great spot for birding and seeing waders. And, you know, it's got birds like the ruddy turnstone. It's got uh, sanderlings. It's got uh, uh, a whole, whole variety of birds that come there. So Gujarat is a big hotspot for birds and animals and Beautiful coastal things, including a lot of sea creatures like, uh, you know, octopus. A lot of oct octopus are caught and eaten there. Cuttlefish. There were several squid and octopus even in that market. I remember these Correct. slimy yeah, things yeah. around. But, uh, uh, Mayur, this was one of my favorite meals, I remember, that Parata house. So, not only did a gentleman from Gujarat teach us how to fast, 
there were others in gujarat who also taught us how to eat so bapu thank you for your sacrifices but thank your land for this food mayur just remind us and our viewers about that magnificent meal that was completely took me by surprise and in such a small simple place with like schoolyard kind of benches and i remember the gentleman took us back to the to his kitchen and he had all those steel uh, steel containers Palties. which were heated from below niche se aag bhi lagi thi so that it was warm and then he had all the typical uh, katewadi food he also he gave us undu he gave us ringra he gave us saved tomatoer and then his his range of he had theplas he had rotlas he exactly. had, had so many kinds of rotis Correct. and free stuff you know all the tables had this thing with all the free little they are not chutneys or even achars but they are these little accompaniments it had the most amazing variety non descriptible place radha parotta house radha whatever it's called it was fucking phenomenal those green chilies made with the uh, turmeric and uh, mustard, mustard yellow seeds. mustard ha yellow mustard is is just they're brilliant and mm. they're everywhere and there's so many i mean there are five six things they just dump on you fresh onions and green chilies and chutneys and uh, just it is a fantastic to, even before the meal you're like enjoying the flavors here Yeah, exactly. In fact, you can just go eat for free. Because they have a roti, so I'll just take your company. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sure people have done that. And there we went to another place uh, because there Porbandar is known for that that rusk-like thing, the khajlis. Hmm. Khajli. No, that was in Bhuj. I no, remember we where we had we had chai, and this lady was making bundi ke laddu. स्नैक्स Yeah. But uh, okay, let's move out to Porbandar if you boys don't mind. Sure. And head to Mandvi because Mandvi has two spectacular things. It's a very small town yeah. in Gujarat. Yeah. It has this beach, which actually is a beautiful beach. If uh, Gujarat had alcohol, this place would be like a not Goa, but it would be a very popular holiday destination because we stayed in these little tents. But there are these luxury tents right by the beach, but no one comes and stays there. We are the only guests there because nobody wants to come to a beach holiday without booze. <laughs> and i remember that sequence i went out on the beach and there was just us for as long, as far as i could see but mayur mandvi also has something else that's truly spectacular legendary daba dabeli possibly one of our favorite if not our favorite snack or small food at least that we've had throughout our journeys on highway on my plate and i remember we were we were uh, when we were trying to find it it was near some gate bandar gate a monkey gate and we kept going and we kept asking different people and then we came to this one beautiful place where there were like six seven old men just sitting there by the wall and rocky and i went and sat next to them nobody was talking nobody was doing anything we just like sat there shanti and then we finally found uh, gaba daveli i have a lovely photograph of you guys sitting at that wall in fact yeah. in the newsletter and yeah, I, all... i remember he did 300 in the morning and 300 in the evening and that's and that There was already that long line, and we were ahead of the line. I think 30-40 to in the morning, 30-40 to we ate. Ah, but much to the dismay of the locals. Yeah, we tell you, boy, double is hoti kya? Yeah, it was a absolutely magnificent snack. Yeah, and before we start, you know, a, a moment of uh, memory for Gaba, who is no more. I mean, he passed away, and apparently he took the recipe with him. But this is, is that right? Shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, a lot of people are trying to get that recipe from him, but he never gave it to anyone. It was. his dabeli was completely different so what dabeli is basically is a pav or a bread and inside the bread you pack in a 
basically a, a, a sort of concoction of potatoes and spices and you know cinnamon and a whole bunch of stuff and gaba's dabeli was unique it was bright red in color it was oily so the potato was like a mush it wasn't like a patty and he would just put one smear inside each pao before handing it out and it was the tastiest snack i have eaten in india bar none I mean, and without it would set your mouth on fire, but you'd still want another and another and Oof. another. Yeah, and it had that sweetness, which is you know, which 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 is sort of a Gujarati trait. It also had this fire and this oil and this sharpness and cinnamon and I don't even know what all it had, but it was just magnificent. Yeah, I mean, I, I have dreams about that food. That's that's how much I liked it. And uh, Prashant, were you there for this sequence? For the I was. Yeah. It was. It was just. Spe- In fact, there's a really nice picture, a close-up of that dabeli, you know, which I took in Rocky's hand when Rocky was having his 35th or 37th or 50th. Or <laughs> God knows how many. <laughs> but Purani uh, newspaper was, me, he was giving it. To right, me. right. And his hands were flying. He he wasn't collecting the money. He wasn't looking at the money. He was focused on that thali in front of him, full of this. spicy potato curried kind of thing which he was ladling into this pao and handing it out you know along with a green chili fried green chili and it was like cut 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 he wasn't he didn't look up even once he didn't bother cameras delhi se bade bade log aaye hain unko shoot karne he was so focused on what he was doing and it was you know? he doesn't and he doesn't scale up i mean he didn't uh, no he didn't he said no, he didn't he said ke we said ke jyada bana do people will take here to because there's uh-huh. no there was he wasn't controlling how many so if you were the first five people in line and you took 50 60 each that was that was it you were, everybody else was done and i remember he said no i will not be able to control the quality i want to make my 300 in the morning and 300 in the afternoon i don't need more so so and mr daba would come with his dabeli a line would form and at least while we were there we were told not everybody in line gets served once he's out you go he's it's your luck yeah. if you can get it you get it and he comes twice a day so God bless your soul, Gabaji. Wherever you are, thank you. Brought a lot of happiness to a lot of people. अच्छा वहाँ पे हमने also ये भी किया था. We we went because Mandvi has the shipyard. Yes, hmm. that was the sun. So, and we went there and we had that skeleton of the ship. And I remember either it was Nikku or Prashant who was very nervous because we were climbing up the yeah the right bow right. and then we were doing the Titanic move about King of yeah, the World. You, like you and Rocky were a close resemblance to Kate Winslet. And Leo DiCaprio. So, but it was a very stunning, visually stunning sequence because it's this shipyard, but it's not shipyard that's made with iron. It's like these wood timber. They're yeah. making the hull of ships. This house, yeah, the house. I, I don't know if it's still there. It's beautiful. In fact, I'll we'll put that in the newsletter. It's a stunning place to go to just if you're a photographer, man. These are not boats. These are damn ships. These are ocean-going vessels that they make of wood. and these were basically for the sheikhs and for the fishermen and you know large fishermen in um, in 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 the in the gulf states yeah. so most of these were for those you know they were being made for those orders and they would run into a few crores they were not like 4 5 lakh rupees wali cheese these were like 20 crores 30 crores 50 crore type of yeah but vessels. they were huge they were like they were 100 huge, 150 actually, meter long 60 feet long Yeah, I mean, three stories high. high. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, they were like sixty, seventy, eighty feet high. Why do people still make bloody such big ships made of wood? Yeah, आग लग जाए तो यार artisanal है वो मतलब tradition है. In fact, these are made with almost no machinery. It's again I mean, mostly good joinery, and they use axes and carpentry, yeah. uh, carpentry great like wooden nails and all. And, and then they deal with tar. 
these are the traditional vessels that they used yeah the arab states that correct you know used to even till all the way to kerala and beyond i mean these are the boats that would so fly yeah, the seas so yeah go to mandvi right you must check this out uh, so let's head out of there to jamnagar where there are still birds and it also has one of the largest refineries grassroots refineries which is owned by reliance mukesh bhai uh, over there but so far at least it has remained intact and has let the biosphere remain intact what else does jamnagar have other than shrikhand dignesh bhai is shrikhand shrikhand <laughs> samrat i still remember the guy's name he was he was a typical dignesh bhai huh? shrikhand samrat it was shrikhand and he samrat. did 23 different kinds of shrikhand and then he had that farali kachori the the round ones which were filled with the dried fruit paste and that fantastic chutney in fact i remember after we came back for the next 2 3 years uh, rocky was ordering stuff from him and he was like shipping it to rocky because every time you land up at rocky's out there'd be a fresh dabba of these gold, old paper made the round kachori with that really nice chutney here. those of you don't know shrikhand is basically a like a curd right it's a it's a flavored curd basically Sweet it's curd. basically like a greek yogurt mixed with you know pista or sugar and all of those but things but it's yogurt it's yogurt based it's, it's like yogurt a tart based, and yeah. tangy and it sort of becomes creamy it's like hung yogurt they, yeah and they reduce it and then they sort of different flavors that you add to it and uh, when you have it fresh it's, it's brought out of the freezer it's nice and cold and shikhand in uh, jamnagar is brilliant but but you know that everybody in gujarat and possibly everybody in india knows how good shikhand is and you had it in shikhand or shrikhand or in different ways all over the country but what we most people haven't had is that parali kachori mm. this is brilliant yeah you know it's like a little bit bigger than a ping pong ball and it's stuffed with dry fruits and dates and spicy stuff and each one is individually packed and they can be as expensive in jamnagar as 150 rupees a kachori sealed completely with cellophane and then silver wrap and then put into a little box one kachori box with a little price tag on it that says 150 rupees guarantee of replacement if product is found to be substandard individual packing for each kachori that's how much of an art they made it in that area and that's they, also because they exported all over the world they export all over the take, world the people when they go to when they go back to wherever they've come from uk or wherever yeah. i mean they carry you know bag full of these bag fulls yeah and, and if you if you order parali kachori from jamnagar and you like it then please send me some also because i told you about it but I judging by how my flight to UK was smelling. I think many of those people opened it in the aircraft only. Correct. But <laughs> <laughs> well, the kachori doesn't smell. So that kachori is very nice. It doesn't smell. It's completely dry, and it's you have to have it in this peanut chutney. This magnificent peanut chutney that you get. But Shrikhand Sabrat is very good. I I go back there often. I mean, Jamnagar is one of the best places in the country for breakfasts. If you're going to have your early morning Gujarati breakfast, you need to get to Jamnagar and and just enjoy the food and the birds. there is almost no other place like it in the country the amount of birds that you have there i mean there's the kijaria bird sanctuary which is brilliant uh, you know and and just it's never ending here never ending i mean i've i've had some great great breakfast there man because because there again morning and evening if you if you know the right time if you know the right people you can actually get there when they're just taking out the fresh gathia and they're just making it then you just get it nice and hot and fresh straight from the from the wok from the kadahi mm. and uh, with chutney and, and the green chilies that they do and there is even the gathia is a very nice uh, thing to have yeah it's so mellow and with that green chili it just stands out afra and the gathia there in uh, fact my favorite the okay. best afra uh, and gathia i have had in uh, in living memory is i i had in in jamnagar 
Well, I had it in a place in Ahmedabad, actually, when the story goes that Patel and Gandhi used to visit that place and often sit there and argue loudly about various political issues. So it's a very old place, which we haven't gone on our show. Uh-huh. But when I was traveling on that posh show. Yeah. Yeah, you, you keep showing off on this stuff. Okay, guys, listen very carefully. If you go to YouTube and you enter Rocky and Mayur, which is one word, Rocky and Mayur, and then you put Ahmedabad, you will get some really wonderful places in Ahmedabad. And in fact, you can do that for all the big cities in the country. So just put, go to YouTube, put Rocky and Mayur, leave this one word, leave a gap, put in Ahmedabad or Mumbai or Kolkata or Hyderabad or Delhi or Jaipur, and you'll get a series of 90 second videos, the best eating places. And in Ahmedabad, you'll get the best Thali places because the Ahmedabad Thali is the thing to have in Ahmedabad. Agashie is one such that we were talking about. And there's a whole bunch of other brilliant Okay, now brilliant I just values. need to head to Bhoj. We have too many cities left and no time at all. Let's go, Surat? let's go. So, but yeah, we have to Bhoj, Surat, Rajkot, Bharuj. There's so much left. But Bhoj... I is, think Surat is a must-do, yeah. So, so, Bhoj has a lot because we also went to the run of Kutch. Correct. Yeah. Now, we have some very dramatic photographs of all of us posing like morons. Just looking <laughs> up at the sky, pretending we are watching something. We, we were been... doing a very important experiment because somebody told us that it's so hot in the bush that if you break an egg, it'll fry. Yeah, we started breaking So, we decided egg. to put it to the test. So, but, but... No, but a, but a crow did come down and eat the half-fried egg. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's head to Bhuj. Where the run is, uh, we had to, of course, take permission of the, what, that's the BSF? It's the army? Yeah, is, BSF. And, uh, you know, they can escort you because then, you know, that goes way, way into the desert and wherever else it goes. It's quite a dramatic place. A lot of very famous songs and ad sequences have been shot at the run because it is cinematically spectacular. Just like Ladakh was one of the favorite places to, for song sequences. So was Bhuj and uh, the run. So where are we starting off with, Mayo? Let's start off uh, with uh, with the Ranutsav. Although, I mean, that was one of our later trips. So, let's yeah. go back to our... our uh... But we can just finish off the Ranutsav. It was just started by Modiji when he was there to make Gujarat hot and happening. And it is a nice Utsav where lots of people come and you guys can tell us how it is. And a lot of industries promise money for investment. Some of which comes, some of it doesn't. Yeah, and, and, and uh, I think that was our first experience of how charismatic and situation being a, this the current prime minister of our country can be and how he can turn any situation to his advantage because if you remember there people had come all over the world on the promise that when you have this celebration full moon night yeah in the run in full moon that whole that whole thing glows the desert yeah. glows silver hmm. and the night we were there they had a full eclipse yeah. They had a complete eclipse and he was there and he was telling people and he didn't get worried about it. He's like, look, you're getting the best of both worlds. Everybody comes here and they see the shining full moon. But you've have come, and, and but you come to see and you've got to see both. You've got to see the absolute dark of the eclipse and you've got to see the silver thing. So, yeah. literally there because I they weren't prepared for it. And we know that they weren't prepared for it because I remember we'd, we'd met... Um, the organizer, the bureaucrat. Yeah, right. and 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 uh, just they were not prepared, and how quickly that was that was turned around. That was remarkable. Yeah, but it was it was remarkable. I mean, that is the lifetime experience for me going to the run of Kutch on a full moon night with a full lunar eclipse, and that is just brilliant. It was a beautiful place, and you know, uh, Kutch is special because at on full moon nights, if you lie down and when the new moon is coming out, the entire Kutch shines like it's diamonds scattered all over the ground. Because it's a salt desert that's full of salt. 
and it is just the sight to see and if you haven't been there then you must go because like i said gujarat's natural beauty is something that you have to see to behold i mean you have to behold it to be able to understand how beautiful it is we we did you know the tribals there wear such colorful clothes and the camels are decorated so wonderfully and the salt desert is so white and pristine and featureless and and they make such wonderful clothes and embroideries mayur and i bought some shawls from there i remember in the middle of nowhere in a village but uh, just lovely you got to go to kutch gujarat nahi gaye to kya gujarati dega to kya dega kutch nahi dekha to kuch nahi dekha i think that was also one of his uh, one of his and that was also the time when we, yeah we met the siddhis remember we had that fantastic sequence where they were like hmm. the the siddhis are the the tribe of african uh, descent and the cool thing is i mean like when you when you look at them they look completely african and then we went up there i don't remember the name of that guy we asked him something in in english and then he replied in like perfect gujarati and they speak swahili and then we sang that song with them also we sang jambo bwana and danced with them so obviously there's a lot of dancing and singing happening in in gujarat but bhuj uh, we didn't do a lot of traditional foods there i remember we had exhausted most gujarati like No, Bhuj, we had a very, very nice thali that one, the first yeah. evening or the second yeah. evening. Yeah, we went to this very yet again small yeah. place, and there was this lady in the kitchen who was making rotlas, fresh, garam garam. They yeah. had this zingaragi sabzi. They had Kisan Lodge. There were two places next to each other. Kisan Lodge and one more lodge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to both. Yeah. Yes, yes, I remember. It had very good food, and we shot. Oh, yeah, Rocky, you and I have a photograph out there. waiting and we were posing with on the mobile pretending yeah. to look at the person <laughs> yeah. as if next, we are being caught candid but next to that know. big gate there was a big gate over there near the bead gate yeah yeah, yeah. The, there was a bead and gate fact, and the, we went to the anapurna lodge also where you had the ringra and the kichris and the kadi and the yeah. chane ki dal and you know we had some chaat at the end and but i'd be surprised if those places still exist they were so small and like but i could know i mean these places just last yeah they are they are not fancy places they are just serving true to god food yeah how can they go out yeah, of yeah i think the, the kisan lodge was like just a small room and it there was yeah. that it was it was very tiny there, it was but, tiny but the place, annapurna but... lodge which was quite large there were about 40 50 seater and serving great thalis and well organized that's probably grown i mean that that has to be there near the bead gate so I'm what else sure even at the sound lodge would be around then then we did the kachi dabeli uh, uh, shootout competition we'd gone to this little market and there we did three things there one was we did uh, the dabeli competition there were two dabelis we tried and the one that won he had coconut flakes in that dabeli uh, so we did that shootout and then we went to a samosa guy his name was shankar samosa although he served no samosas <laughs> he was doing, he was doing uh, mirchi vadas and uh, it, was, it was like acche din acche aisa hi tha and also even even more even more so with acche din no? he he was he was quick i remember he was he was making those little balls and putting them out he was doing one every second yeah yeah he was dhanji bhai dhanji bhai was the most yeah, star bada pav maker yeah. and this little shop he would come out with these sort of really nice potato filling chickpea batter balls you know so the bada pav he was like faster than usain bolt was the kind of recommended all of us were making there mm. but his uh, cinnamon chutney was brilliant and the, and bhuj the two places where the dabeli competition was had i think we went to correct mandvi dabeli and the bin harif dabeli there were the there were the sort of two main dabeli guys but they were nothing compared to gaba i mean with all due respect to gaba was the dabeli gaba was gaba was the rocky marciano who passed away undefeated undefeated man undefeated 
भुज में भी ऑल्सो वेंट इट वॉज आई डोंट नो किसका महल था क्या था द प्राग महल इट वॉज लाइक इटालियन रेनेसांस मार्बल स्टैचूज एंड ब्यूटिफुल शैंडलेयर्स एंड ग्लास you go up to the top of the minaret you get this beautiful view of all of bhuj you remember which got damaged a little bit in that last earthquake Correct. that it had 2000 when did they have it 2001 yeah. 2000 yeah. to one of those yeah what a, it was what a grand building it must have been at some oh. point but it was in complete disarray it was like tatters but literally gujarat like has, gujarat has some really surprising little museum and these old ancient buildings and stuff which you don't normally hear of so yeah, yeah it was that, a kingly state it was a you know, sort of princely state with a lot of uh, access to trade routes and silk routes and fishing spot it was center of a lot of action happening there but uh, but sadly it has deteriorated uh, there's so much you know india has so much history and such a wealth of buildings and 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 culture and art and music and we are losing it so fast because you know we're just trying to make one culture out of india and one history out of india and one language of india and one dressing of india and one sensibility of india and one food of india we are going to lose out on so much of our historical wealth because of this desire to just limit us to something we are a limitless country we are an unlimited country we have millions of everything and instead of celebrating that richness especially you know, people and people also i mean and that's the great that's the greatest resource we have Imagine if you young. only got butter chicken everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. How terrible I mean, would that be? No matka chicken. No coat kapuras. You know that Afghani chicken. Nothing. Uh, just stupid curry butter chicken and some bread curry. But boys. Oh, butter chicken is stupid. You only have Bengal. Boys, keep your Rajkot Surat Bharuch stories ready and fresh in your mind. I just want to make one appeal before we get back, and then we should try to wind up in the next ten fifteen minutes at most. Guys, wherever you listen to this podcast, whatever platform, if you just give us a high rating or write a favorable review, it makes us more likely to be discovered by other people. Also, do share this with your friends and family and people who you think would appreciate a show on travel in unlikely times like this. The idea is that if you can't get to the highway, we will bring the highway to you through our memories of the wonderful journeys we've had with wonderful friends across this wonderful country. So give us a high rating, write a favorable review, and subscribe to our newsletter. Because by the time this lockdown is done and life is back to normal, we should have a community of people who followed Highway on my podcast to get Rockamur back on the road. And we will do a show like we have never done before. And hopefully, along the way, have little meetings with people from the community across India once we put this show together. So, guys, do check it out on every podcast platform and give us a high rating. You can also write into us at homp2020 at gmail dot com with your food stories, feedback, inputs, and what you'd like us to tell you about. On that note, guys, Rajkot, Surat, Bharuj, can't go. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Rocky, why don't you start? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to take us? Surat, yes, Surat is Khaman, very important. Very important. Ah, look, Surat no Khaman or Kashi no Maran. Both things will take you to heaven. And because I have eaten in Surat, I can tell you it is heavenly. Unfortunately, I have not died at Kashi yet. So I can't tell you about that. More <laughs> the pity. What <laughs> what a pity. At least Banaras ja ke wahan pe khana to khane ko milta. Ha ha tum log chahte ho ki mera mara hua muh dekho. Tum to yahan chahte ho ja ke achhi chodi khaye. Mere mare sine pe baith ke dal bhunoge jo bhi jaise kehte hain. Pong pong bhunoge pong. Ha pong. Pong. Which was Pong yaar so let's start with the pong market in Surat. 
I don't know if you guys remember that Pong market. It was we, across the river. It was under the bridge, yeah. Under the bridge. Down, and there was a whole bunch of guys sitting. And Pong is like, you know, it's, it's like a jawar. It's like a sorghum. Uh, it comes close to a jawar. And it's a really nice, juicy, green grain inside this husk. And these guys sit and they beat those husk pods. And this green grain spills out. And they have this loud Gujarati music playing. And they're banging the grain in tune with the music. And then there are these... Wilson Gujarati lasses throwing down the grain and separating the chaff from the pong. And then big piles of green pong is spread out everywhere across the city. Starting with, of course, this pong market where you can just... And it's toasted and all. Eat fistfuls of it raw. Yeah, it is so I good. That raw, was yeah. raw was also good. But then yeah, why is there a bridge? I could never understand. It didn't look like any water ever flowed under that bridge. No, no. There was. The river was flowing under it. But it wasn't much of a flow. But on that dry riverbed, you know, they it's had set up the this, this little market, this pork thing, which is apparently a traditional thing and it happens for a very brief period Correct. Every uh, year. of the year, maybe just for a month or so. So it's a Again, much shorter. For photographers, it's a great photography opportunity, guys. It's, it's great okay. for eating also, man. They make that lovely yeah. pork locha. They paste it with the boiled chickpea and the onions, tomatoes and red chili, green chili. You get that little snack. Remember, we went to one place that was playing that really loud music and we got it and we were eating it while we were chatting. Yeah, yeah. Completely, completely. Yeah. Around around mid to end November is when Pong starts coming into Surat, into the markets. And it finishes at around mid-Jan. So, for about two months, you'll find Pong. And that is the time to go and photograph it. Yeah, the Pong locha was very good. It was basically this Pong dana with save. And then, of course, like a chart made out of it. I think we... Had it there also, but the really good one was in Jani Farsan. Jani really and we were speaking to the young man who owns it. You know, his father was running it and he was a young boy who had just taken over. And we were like, sort of, so so why is, is it named after Rajkumar? And he was like, Nahi, Jani, ye naam hamara khandan ka hai. <laughs> he was quite happy with himself. <laughs> I remember the kitchen. It was like, you know, they were making dokla in these multiple trays and it was a layered thing. It was like, Quite fascinating to see so many snacks being made there, like khata khat, khata khat, khata khat. Prashant, you can't say dokla. You have to say dokla. Dokla. Much better. Do, da, dokla. <laughs> da se dhol, da se dabas. Or ja se jagas, hai jagas ekdam. But, dokla. but Surat, I will say, um, there are certain parts which are really beautiful, like this market you went to. But one of, I mean, one of the times we went there, the hotel we were staying in, was this place where suddenly in the morning there would be like carts and yeah. trucks and loading happening and I was like when we parked our car last night this seemed like a perfectly reasonable road and in the morning it was packed with stuff so I guess that's where the export or I don't know but Surat is clearly a place where a lot of goods go all over the place so make sure that you know what that road outside your hotel looks like early in the morning because it may look very different than what it was in the evening. Also, it's incredible how the Gujaratis like to pretend things are the way they are not and things are not the way they are. Because the minute we walked into Surat, everybody was like holier than thou, giving those, nahi, nahi, drink, nahi, drink, nahi. And we got off the car and the first guy we saw on the road was like, sir, drink chahiye kamre mein? And we were like, are you with the hotel? You're like, nahi, sir, main bahari rehta hon. Aapko kya chahiye? And I was like, main socha yaar koi single board, haan, kaunsa chahiye aapko? And I was like, wow, you can get me anyone. So he had a whole paper in his pocket. And I think I wanted uh, I, I wanted some really fancy one that I told him. And he, of course, completely agreed to bring it to me in 20 minutes. But since I don't do illegal things, I said, Nahi, mujhe nahi chahiye, main lassi And that was the end of that. 
and then he called up mummy can you smell i am drinking a sip <laughs> oh, then everywhere in gujarat you will find these guys who come up to you within 5 minutes of landing wish to get you whatever alcohol you want that kind of that kind of organization can't be done without everybody knowing you know yeah, there has exactly. to be a warehouse and there has to be an order system and there has to be a dispatch rider and there has to be and a whole mafia supplying alcohol if, if this boy tondran says ho main tumhe abhi chugli karta hu sneak karta hu they will be confident enough kar le dekhte hain kya hota for all you know he might be an undercover cop yeah <laughs> no, well i don't know because i don't do anything illegal ever in my life But what I can tell you is that you can purchase alcohol anywhere in Gujarat. At least that's what it seems. And if don't take my word yeah. for it. Yeah. But but if you can if try on your own. If alcohol is not your thing, then ice cream should be. Uh, yeah, I was just going to Surat say. Surat is just a nut place. I mean, it's just insane the kind of flavor you can get there. Think you about it. You remember that place we went to? Green cheese ice cream. What? I said, who even eats this ice cream? But green chili, ginger. ंग <laughs> <laughs> So you yeah. can also do that. One hundred ml will be like six large bags. <laughs> so yeah, what's this ice cream in Surat? Surat ki ice cream. Are you don't remember? It was a few steps down. There was in some sort of shopping center. We went down a few steps. Sri Balaji Janta ice cream. How and he had all these. Yeah, and he said, "Mere all over India and all over the world, my people come to get my ice cream." And he had ginger, garlic, coriander, uh, whiskey. I remember we were asking him like, how do you get whiskey for your whiskey ice cream? He wouldn't tell us. No, no, he said that it's basically just flavor. Flavor, flavor. Yeah, it's, it's not. Fun. It's not like he's adding real whiskey. But but you have to remember about Surat has got such an old culture of great food. I mean, they've been making phenomenal food for hundreds, of, for dozens of decades, for centuries. So Surati food has evolved in a very slow, gradual manner. Like at Jani Farsan, he was telling us that we make the eight-hour dhokla. It takes us eight hours. to complete making a dry dhokla and most people make it with nylon in machines in like half an hour or 40 minutes so surat has evolved its cooking techniques and again is one of those food powerhouses of which there are quite a few across this country but surti khaman is is pretty spectacular i mean i'll i'll have to give them that it is truly phenomenal i would go back any day to eat that yeah i mean gujarat itself is a powerhouse in food and cuisine and just the variety that you get there but yeah. surat actually is like the powerhouse the powerhouse yeah yeah and and uh, then one of those places that we went to again to fans i think that was dharmesh papaiya and his family we went to this place called kansar on the first floor and we had a thali and all these guys came and they all brought food from their home from us and stuff they very sweet the people at the restaurant a beautiful thali they had all the artwork on the walls first floor pe tha and he brought uh, he done uh, he done caricatures of rocky and me he came and presented us that and they brought laddus and stuff Hmm. You remember? Yeah, it was very nice. Yeah, very yeah. very nice place, and lots of families coming in to eat at night. And like you know, Gujarat is full of famous thali restaurants, so you can really get some incredible thalis. But the the food culture extends well beyond that. I mean, there was a, a, a there was that Babu Bhai Tawa Fry. I don't know if you guys remember that or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Late night, we went to have some Late kebabs. Late night place. Yeah. And he was making this sort of you know he had this takatak kadai kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where he was making this really incredible sort of kebab, with you know, I can only best describe it as 
you know, it, it was like some kind of place which had a chomp and it was mashed with like goat kidney and liver and rib meat and it was on a plate with oil and, you know, it was being pasted and it was, by the end of it, it was just like an incredible taste. And yeah. he had Sikh and all, but there was one highlight. I don't know if you guys remember that sort of bhai who came out, the big bhai with the golden teeth. You remember him? I don't recall. Mm, I remember this. I, I remember a lot of golden chains there. And every place, especially the late night markets that Gujarat was full of, some dude would come with golden chains and want to tell us about all the good things. And it was very difficult to tell them that, you know, the no, show. No, no, but, but this, guy was, this guy was like the big bhai of the area. He came and he said, yeah. Kya karne ho tum log And we were like, Hum log shooting karne khane ki. So he was like, Khane ki? So Babu bhai tawa fry. Zaroor cover karo. Zaroor karo. Or why? Inko khaswe khila khaswe. And I was like, Khaosay kya hota bhai? And he was like, Khaosay turned out to be original Khaosay from Burma. When all these people, Indians were thrown out of Burma in, in you know, the 60s. When they came down, made the migratory trip into India, they brought the, their food with them. And the genuine, authentic Burmese Khaosay is available in Surat near Babu Bhai Tawa Fry shop. Yeah. We, we earlier, we thought that that was an MP. So I think in the MP uh, podcast, we said uh, we were there, so we did a Niku. Achha, so you, uh, so, see, my, my, my disease is affecting you all. It's, it's, it is, but it was here in Surat. He had Ranguni Paranta, he had Irani Paranta, he had Nawabi Paranta. Now, please keep your one place that we haven't spoken about ready because then we have to wind up. We have, this has gone into a really long podcast. Thigan. So, Mayur, tell us about the Irani Hotel. I shall tell you my lasting memory of, of Gujarat. But please, guys, give us your, your one thing that we haven't spoken about and then we can say goodbye to our lovely audience. So, Irani Hotel was very far away. Irani Hotel was when we were doing home coast to coast and just before we were going to enter into Maharashtra, we stopped at this place called Charoti, Naka. And it was uh, like a modern sort of place and then he had Indian and continental and Chinese. But he also had a lot of Irani food. So, that's why it was called Irani Hotel. And remember, he had this ancient jukebox. All the cards had the names of the songs handwritten. Yes, with a pen. In, I in, in pen, and then he he was a he was a big shokin, so he had two hundred horses at the back, which you can't ride. But uh, he had those, and then he had he had parsi puro and chicken farchas and dana ghost and stuff. Um, I ate paneer and dal. Yes, but uh, but I I remember. I mean, so it was an unremarkable place in terms of what the food was. The food was okay, but he was a character. That's, yeah, he was a character. That sense of history. Kahan se? Two hundred ghode rakhe hain shok ke liye and jukebox rakha hai in a place which is like I mean. I'd never heard of Charoti Raka before we got there. I remember this very nice dhawa we had gone to in Valsad. Hmm. You, do you recall it had charpais and all that? What was that place? Oh, here? yeah, yeah. It was, it was a very unusual. It was it the one that Rocky lifted the wooden wheel? Haan, maybe. Above maybe. his head? No, I'll tell you. I know the one you're talking about. It was like a dhaba type feel in Gujarat. I mean, it... it, Haan, it but it was... A, yes. Yeah, it, and it was it, it was run. I mean, it was like a fancy place. Yeah, people were hanging yes, out. Yes, it was there, a fancy like, place, but it had been done in that very Dhaba style place. Yes. Yeah, I think it was also run by Sardar. If I if I don't, if I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I think that was the one where Rocky picked up that big. They had the chariot and they had the big wheel, and he was like uh-huh. wanted to do the Abhimanyu and break the Chakravyu or whatever. And he picked up that <laughs> the the lakdi. I said, "Ma, lassi pilao." So Rocky, you tell me your story before we wind up. Yeah, my story is, uh, you know, I want to just bring like sort of an overview of Gujarat. It is a beautiful state because it is just absolutely, you know, up my street. It has incredible food. You'll get the kachi cuisine, which is, you know, the food of the run of kach. Here you'll have all the sort of dry area foods that can be stored. 
you know, you'll have breads made with millets, you'll have chaas and buttermilk, you'll have uh, a lot of spicy kichdris with rice and lentils, again, which, which are sort of dry weather things, you can store them indefinitely. And then you'll have these vegetables that grow, you know, ringras and onions and chilies that grow quickly during the season. So, kachi is very rich. Then, of course, is kathiawadi, which is like a really spicy cuisine that you'll get all over Gujarat and some parts of Rajasthan. And here, the famous things are like the saved tomatoes, which is which is like absolutely brilliant. Or you have uh, chickpea and lentil flour, which is like in a tomato gravy, which is the saved tomato. Then you have kadi, which is made with like a strong buttermilk and really spicy, flavorful food. Lots of oil. Even their bindi is like not a dry bindi that we used to in the north. Sort of a wet masala bindi. And then you have the Gujarati food, which all of you have heard for, you know, the ondus and the sort of incredible snacks and the dals that are sweet and the thalis that you can come to and the variety i mean doesn't a program like this can't do justice to the kind of food that you'll get in gujarat so get down there get down to ahmedabad or surat if you if you're in ahmedabad get down to any famous thali place and you walk in and you take your first bite you'll be hooked so kuch din guzariye zarur gujarat mein bahut sundar jagah hai bahut mazedar jagah hai अपना सनब्लॉक जरूर लेके जाना और याद रखना कि गुजरात में ज्यादातर चीजें काम नहीं करती एंड बी प्रिपेयर्ड फॉर द शॉक्स दैट यू विल गेट टू योर सिस्टम इन टर्म्स ऑफ द पॉवर्टी दैट यू सी एंड द प्रॉब्लम्स दैट यू सी स्पेशली आउटसाइड द एरियाज ऑफ अहमदाबाद आई मीन वी सॉ लॉट दैट बिकॉज़ वी ड्राइव बाय रोड बट इफ यू जस्ट गेट टू अ सिटी एंड जस्ट experience that you don't get to see that but yeah drive through gujarat it's it's an interesting experience yeah and if you do the wildlife trail then you know it's very well organized it's gujarat is it's a safe place you got to say that it's safer than most other states in the yeah, country yeah definitely and uh, you don't you never feel that sense of threat or urgency except at, at, when at you're least, in... at least if if you're high caste hindu but, but <laughs> let me not that. go down that road but yeah prashant your gujarat before we i think the impression like rocky was saying just the you know just it's it's all about food gujarat is all about food and about eating and about the enjoyment of eating and which you can go slogan, to which makes the slogan na khaunga na khane dunga by one of the most the famous very, even more ironic very ironic very very bad slogan i should say and <laughs> and really i mean somebody coming from gujarat and saying that it's like abusing here but huh. the food you can go through like 5 6 7 8 days in gujarat without repeating one dish in a meal you know it's like a constant constant flow of just goodness on your plate you know whether it's kathiawadi stuff even that even within those cuisines like the kathiawadi or the you know the uh, the, the kachi or the saurashtrian within those cuisines also you have so much variety that you can keep, and especially if you're a vegetarian it's like your mecca lottery you know i mean you that's the that's the place so in case you're wondering how we went through gujarat and didn't talk about one of the most famous places there the somnath temple i thought i'd save that story for the last because it is not a very pleasant one a lot of the hostility that you see to camera crews these days and of course back in the mid 2000s and late 2000s there wasn't this hostility because the environment was still not as toxic as it is now because uh, social media wasn't as big I was shooting outside Somnath Temple, taking shots. It's a very dramatic temple. It's by the ocean, and there's these waves crashing against the temple, and it's peak up there with the saffron flag. And this crowd comes around and says, "Kya shooting karna hai? Kyun aayo?" And uh, the hostility and the aggression pissed me off so much. And I actually asked the guy, said, "Instead of coming, question, why don't you go clean the temple? Because the Somnath Temple has dogs hanging around shitting. I mean, dogs reach right up to where you go right in." 
So I was like, you would rather come and pick a fight with me out here than make sure that this doesn't look like dogs have shat all over the place. I hope it's cleaner than when I saw it. But yeah, I mean, we spent a couple of hours shooting it, but I must have used just one shot of Kumnath temple because I w- it was just so unremarkable inside as compared to the Meenakshi temple in Madurai or many of the um, others we've shot in or Harmandar Sahib. So rather than pick fights outside the temple, just try to clean your shit up. Maybe things would be better. By the way, if you want a really beautiful temple, a Shiv temple in, in Gujarat, go to Port mm. Lakpat, which is in Kutch and which is the easternmost point. It used to be a very big port, a trading hub. So that's why Lakpat, like Lakpati, that's used to like go that. there for trading and all. And it, there's a lovely Shiv temple where hardly anyone goes, but it's a huge structure and its wall literally sort of is in the ocean. You know, it's like the waves come and boom hit against that wall constantly and it's a, it's a spectacular place. Spectacular, very quiet, spectacular place and a lovely place to visit actually if you're in Kutch. Alright, so boys, time to say goodbye guys. Write into us at homp2020 at gmail.com with any ideas, suggestions you have. Subscribe to the newsletter and spread the word about Highway on my podcast where we bring the highway to you until you can get to the highway when this insane lockdown is over. So guys, who's giving us the food court? Mayo, you want to go first? Yeah. Or Rock, you want to go first? I'll go. Okay. Kulfi, Khandwo, Ice Creams and Daveli. Eat Papadi Nu Lot and dance with your Saheli. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Sahela if you're with Raga. Then you don't rhyming. Make up your mind. Done. The food is of Gujarat is so delicious and varied and incredible that eating it, you'll be happy even if you're a surge. You walk around all over Gujarat and look at everything, but go there especially if you love birds. <laughs> okay, that today, was the most. Today, today Rocky is done a mayur. That, yeah, he's done a mayur today. No, uh, not at all. Yeah. Sir dead bird, yeah, they rhyme. Delhi, Delhi, to Gujarat, Delhi to Gujarat via Darwin. Yeah, you Delhi, wait long for I can make it, yeah. Delhi, Delhi, even I can do Delhi, Delhi. That's not food court, yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 I'll make another one because this is Gujarat, not Lucknow, where I'll say Pele up, Pele up. Why don't all of you get together, look at your faces, and just shut up, shut up? <laughs> <laughs> so, Gujarat fed us well and has so much to offer, like Gujju businessmen and their filled up tummies and coffers. Wow, 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 wow. Food is great but perishable, but history will last. Bapu, you taught us much. Importantly, how to fast. <laughs> good one. <laughs> Very On that note, guys, have a good time. Have a good life. Stay indoors. Stay safe. And like I said, do get associated with any organizations, volunteer groups in your city. Make sure no one starves. These are tough times for a lot of people. So if you have the privilege of having more than you need, share and just make sure no one in your city starves to death. Yes, Thank and you, always always remember the historical lesson that Gujarat has taught you for hundreds of years that together with love and care and peace and taking care of each other and being one, we will become great. And if we fight, then we will become nothing. So stay together, spread love and joy like the message coming out of Gujarat every day. Without love, there is no country. Without love, there is nothing. So thank you to the great land of Gujarat again for spreading love and joy and sunshine. And please do what we say because Sabka Saad, Sabka Vigas. Good night, all of you. <laughs> good night. Good night. Have a good one. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.